This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right. Happy Monday, everybody. Start to another week. Last day of July. Gosh, the year just flies by. Charlie has a theory on as we get older, time flies faster. And he is right. It does. It seems like the older I get, the faster it just goes by. I cannot believe it's the end of July. Today is the last day. Tomorrow starts August 1st. I mean, we're way more than halfway through the year. And for me, I guess when you start seeing the eight in front of, you know, of when it's the calendar month 8, August, it's like, oh, man, the year is fast uh, ending. And it is. So, anyways, we'll be into August tomorrow. Today's the last day of July. Friday's question of the day. We answered it, but just in case some of you may have missed that, during the national bird debate, who wrote that the bald eagle was a foul of bad moral character and that the turkey was a much more respectable bird? That would have been Benjamin Franklin arguing over who should be, you know, what, what bird should be our national bird, which we all know who won that one. It wasn't the turkey. Probably a good thing, given that we eat them a lot for Thanksgiving and other times of the year. Today's impossible question of the day. Name the animal that helps defend Kitsap Naval Base in Washington State. Name the animal that helps defend Kitsap Naval Base in Washington State. Any ideas, Charlie? Charlie has no idea. I I would have never got this one. No, you are way off. Charlie said wolf, and that is, I'll just give you a hint, way off. I mean, that's like 180-degree opposite of the actual animal. I'll just give you that hint. So answer that on the RushToReason.com website. Speaking of websites, the KLZ website has had a huge update. So if you go to KLZRadio.com and you visit the site, you will notice that there is a big change there. So thanks to the folks here at KLZ for doing so, and uh, really appreciate those individuals that had uh, a part in that. So thank you very much. It's a, not that it was much needed, I shouldn't say it that way, but, you know, websites need refreshing from time to time, and this is a nice refresh. So if you haven't been there, go check it out. It's very nicely done. So appreciate all of the folks involved in that. So the city of San Francisco has launched a massive safety investigation into Twitter, Elon Musk, because it's no longer Twitter, it's now X, and they put an X on his building in San Francisco. They're launching a safety investigation into that. All the while, the same city dropped all charges against men who stole a car, drove it through a pedestrian walkway over a cliff, and crashed onto the sidewalk below. That will not be investigated, but we will investigate Elon Musk instead. And... Those of you that don't think there's two systems of justice in this country, that proves otherwise. 
and it's happening more and more throughout the country in more and more cities, especially big cities like San Francisco and the like. It's happening more and more. That is not a false story. That is a true story, by the way. You can find that at several different news organizations, including Twitter. Now, what's weird is we don't have... Well, I haven't looked. Is it X.com or is it still... T- it's Twitter.com, I know, but is it X.com yet, Charlie? Is that a... You know, I I should actually... Now that I'm... Now that I'm... <laughs> Charlie said be careful. <laughs> um... It's x.com goes to a Wikipedia site that just talks about Twitter and the changes and so on. So I, I'm guessing at some point that may very well end up being the domain name. I don't know that for sure. I don't even know who owns x.com. I guess, we, I guess I'll do some investigative work on that as well. All right. Got a lot in store for you today, by the way. We have a very special guest that's going to join us at 3.30 and give us a little insight uh, this is Nathan Burning, and he is Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board for Let Them Live. That is an agency that helps individuals that are, I mean, I'll let him explain it better, but basically these are young girls that are looking at the possibility of either abortion or not going through an abortion that maybe a family member, boyfriend, husband wants them to go through. Instead, they don't want to do that. They want to either keep the baby or maybe deliver the baby and give it up for adoption at the end or whatever the case may be. So Let Them Live is an organization helping babies live. And there's an interesting story that's happened here of late that I was made aware of through Dr. Scott Faulkner, who you're going to hear be an advertiser starting this week as well. I had him on last Wednesday. That's where the introduction, all of this came about. We'll hear from Nathan here at the bottom of the hour at the 3.30 mark. So for those of you that don't know hands on a clock, bottom of the hour is always the 30 mark as the hands go to the bottom of the hour, not the top of the hour. Most of you listening understand that, although there are probably some younger folk out there that don't really know or have seen the dials on a clock. Like, I don't know, I'm a weirdo. I still wear a regular watch at times. I, I'm that guy, so... I was also a weirdo because I was a kid that was probably no more than the age of eight with a wristwatch, and I have worn one ever since. Yes, that's me. Yes, I was weird, and I still am. You rarely will find an eight-year-old with a watch on today unless it's some smartwatch now. Now, that may get kids into wearing watches again that for the longest time people didn't wear watches, but I've been a watch guy since literally I was about eight years of age, and I don't know if my first one was a Mickey Mouse watch or what. I don't remember. I do remember one of my first watches as a kid was one that told all the different military time and so on all on the face of the dial. It was pretty cool. It was a little Timex, nothing fancy, but that's what I had as a kid. And then I I like wristwatches. I'm kind of one of those weird guys. Now, speaking of weird, I'm not as weird as this guy. I don't know if Charlie saw this or not. I don't don't even know who sent me this. Somebody sent me this. One of you listeners, I think, sent me this. It wasn't Charlie. Although, this would be the kind of thing Charlie would send. There's a man who spent $14,000 on a costume, I guess you would call it, that transforms himself into a collie, into a dog. And if you look at him dressed up as a collie, you probably couldn't tell the difference. And I'm not exaggerating. When you see the video and the pictures of this Japanese guy, that has transformed himself into a collie. 
It's a, yeah, it's, it's wider. Thank you, Charlie. It's a fat collie. <laughs> I'm probably not saying. I'm going to get in trouble from all the dog lovers. It's a fat collie. So this guy is a private citizen. He goes by Toko online. He said that the unusual garment has helped him actualize his dream of becoming an animal. So he's, I guess, always wanted to be a dog. He's got 32,000 YouTube subscribers, and it shows him out, you know, walking with a a master, I guess you would call it, a handler. You can't say master anymore. Sorry, Charlie. It's It's not the master. So I guess that's why I Dream of Jeannie is no longer on, because she used to call whatever his name was master all the time, right? He probably... Yeah, Larry Hagman. You can't. What was his name though on the show? It wasn't Larry Hagman. It was Colonel something or other. What was it? I can't remember. We'll think of it in a minute. It's those of you that know who who is Larry Hagman. What was his name on I Dream of Jeannie? Send us that via text message three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two. But Tony, that's it. It was Captain, wasn't it? Captain, Captain Tony. Thank you, Charlie. Captain Tony Nelson. I thought that was his counterpart. You sure that's right, Charlie? You better look that up. Okay. So what was his cohort? What was his... Yeah, Major. That was what I was thinking. It was Major. Major Nelson. What was his counterpart, the goofy guy? Now we'll think of it. Anyways, in this video clip of Toko, the man slash dog, bystanders appear to be in awe of the man's doggy debut as he paraded down a busy street in a viral clip, it racked up 1.7 million views. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he had a fetish to be a dog, or maybe he's just got maybe smarter than the rest of us because 1.7 million views. He's making a little bank on that video, by the way. If you don't know how YouTube works, he's actually making a little bank on that. So I know I talk about a lot of weird things at times because there's a lot of weirdness that goes on in our world today. Um, they always say it would be nice to be a dog. I mean, it's a dog's life, right? Although I'm not going to dress up in a costume and run around on all fours sniffing. Because that's what, that's what dogs do. They sniff. They sniff a lot. I'm not going to be that guy. So anyways, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Don't go anywhere. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith would love to help you with your future financial plans, whatever they may be. Talk to Al today. And get on the right track, financially speaking. Again, Golden Eagle Financial. Find Al at klzradio.com. When you go it alone, saving for retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows you take on significant risk for making the wrong moves with your hard-earned money. When you work with Al, performance may increase up to 20% more than employer-sponsored plans or with automated services. As an experienced advisor, Al uses over 30 years of retirement planning experience to help you understand what drives a good retirement plan. Al gets to know you personally so he can understand your goals, fears, and needs and gives you the best guidance possible given your unique situation. Approaching retirement doesn't need to be difficult. You just need the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial to direct you on the smart way to go. So visit klzradio.com slash money now to schedule a no-strings-free consultation and take control of your retirement plan. 
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Roof Savers of Colorado, Dave Hart wants to help you with whatever your roof needs. We had an inquiry over the weekend, by the way, wondering, hey, can I extend the life of my roof? Do I need to have it fixed? These are the questions that Dave can ask, by the way. Have him out. He'll give an estimate and tell you exactly what needs to happen with your roof. And if it needs replaced, he can help you with that as well. 303-710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we have great listeners, by the way. Thank you for the text line. Tony Nelson was the major. That was the, the, you know, he found the bottle on the beach out of the space capsule. We all remember that. Major Roger Healy was his goofy counterpart. They were always trying to scheme up and do things. He was trying to get Jeannie to always do things that she wasn't supposed to be doing. That was played by Bill Daly. So thank you for that, guys, very much. I, I appreciate that. I'm sure several of you have texted in. Uh, it was a captain in the black and white episodes. He got promoted, promoted to major when it went to color. There you go. I didn't know that either. He was paid, Charlie just told me a minute ago, $1,100 an episode back then, which in today's world is about $10,600, which is still probably low considering what current actors today make. But in 1965, that was pretty good money per episode way back when. So, again, thank you all. you Great listeners. I appreciate it very much. Text line 307-200-8222. Okay. Something that I was going to talk about today was, of course, Joe Biden, and he's got more troubles. And this really keeps playing into what you know Andy and I keep talking about in regards to the left and what their plan is and what they're trying to accomplish and what they're trying to accomplish on our side, their side, and the like. And there is some news coming out even just today of Devin Archer that was a cohort to Hunter, I guess is the best way to say it. They, they served on the Burisma board together, and I think even conspired when it came to some of the money laundering and things that went on. And he's being very vocal about that. And even talking about the interactions with Joe himself and how much influence was peddled on behalf of Joe Biden, the VP at the time. That's now coming out more and more. In fact, there was a big uh, meeting on that or investigation, I guess you could say, hearing on that today. Jim Jordan headed it up. Even Jim said, yep, learned a lot today. That's really all it was said, but Andy and I will talk more about this tomorrow because now you have to wonder 
what's the next play here? Because definitely don't want Kamala to be president. She, that's a disaster. That's worse than what we have now. And I mean that sincerely, which really is hard to get worse, but it would be worse. So what is the next play here by the left? I don't know, but the house of cards is starting to crumble. It hasn't crumbled yet. And timing of this will be everything. The issue here for the left is they don't control the total timing. In fact, they don't really control much of that at all. They may be trying to control it, but they have very little influence in the timing of all of this. They can push back, but they're not at this point. That's what's interesting about this. They're, the media is not even pushing back, which shows you that Joe's days are numbered, I believe. What is the next play? I, I do not know. Now, I did get some video today of one particular individual online talking about a particular bill. It is, I believe, I got to scroll up here. It is Bill Fort, Senate Bill 1409. And it's being couched by some on our side as a bill that will make you upload your driver's license before you can view anything on the internet. But that's not really true. What I've read in the bill and what I've looked at is this is a bill designed now with everything. Things will change and this isn't finished yet. This is just the beginnings. It was just introduced in the Senate in May. Where is it at today? I didn't chase the bill down to see exactly where it is, but it was introduced in May. It's designed to keep minors safe. So this bill is designed as a way to make not your ISP, but social media like TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and so on. It's designed to do some sort of a verification to know the age of the user so that you don't have minors doing things on the Internet they shouldn't be. Now, that's a slippery slope, I know. Or a slope that should be traversed carefully, maybe, is what I should say. Not slippery, but you have to traverse that carefully. It could get slippery if not done correctly, but if they do it the way the bill is saying they'll do it, they will require those particular entities to come up with tools that will age verify. And I've not read one single thing in there that says you're going to upload your driver's license. So that's what a lot of folks on our side of the aisle are saying. I have not seen that. It's not in the bill. They don't even know what the tool would be, but they will make a tool whereby you have to age verify, which, by the way, happens in a lot of situations, not using the Internet, I know. But again, this is not really being couched correctly on our side. It's not using the Internet. There's nothing in this that says if you go log on to the Internet and you go browse around Google that you won't find what you're looking for. No, this is specifically when kids go to use certain social media platforms, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And I missed anything, Charlie. There's probably several others I've missed, but you get the drift. This is a way to verify what kids are doing online prior to them getting online. And unfortunately, because parents probably don't even know how to do this themselves, they're now going to have government step in and force companies to do it instead. Once again, if the social media companies had been smart and had set up some of these things in the first place, they wouldn't have government interfering now, making sure that there's verification for these things. Currently, I think there's a box you click. I'm 18 and older. Well, what does that mean? 
It's like if you go to any, you know, I was doing a bunch of research for Bud Light when all of that came out. When you go to an alcohol site, you have to click I'm 18. Or I guess in some cases 21 if it's hard spirits. I don't remember how that works, Charlie. I don't go look at alcohol sites very often. But it's simple. It's simply clicking a box. Okay, well, anybody can, you know, put in a date and, you know, click a box that says I'm over 18. How hard? I mean, that's not hard. This will clamp down on some of those things and make it harder for a minor to enter some of those sites. That's what this bill is designed to do, which I am not for government interference, but I am for us protecting our kids better than we currently are. And as I said a moment ago, this is a slope we have to traverse carefully. Now, again, our side is not couching this correctly, which, as I've said before, our side can be as bad for clicking, getting clicks, as the other side is. Just remember that. When you see somebody ranting and raving about something and everybody's viewing it, they're making money off of that. They like that. They want that. They did this by design. And in a way, I sort of look at those individuals that are ranting and raving about something they're not 100% accurate on and say, okay, what's in this for you? And frankly, for me personally, it discredits them a lot, in my opinion. So if they're ranting and raving about something that they're not 100% correct on, I tend to not look at that person any longer as somebody that's credible. That's me. I know a lot of you out there maybe look at that differently, but that's how I view it. They're not credible any longer because they're using hype to generate clicks and views, which I don't like. I am not for. If, you're, if the truth of what's going on can't stand the muster, then don't say it. You don't need to hype it up and add things to it that aren't there. And in the case of this bill, that's what's happening. Oh, government's coming out with a plan where you're going to have to upload your driver's license to use the Internet. That's the video I saw today. Not true. That is not what this bill says. Now, could this bill be intrusive? Any bill could. Of course, that's why we have to be watchful over what's going on. And as I said earlier, tread lightly and make sure we're doing it carefully. Am I against cracking down on minors using certain things on the Internet? Yes, I am. Unfortunately, we have parents that really don't understand how some of these things work, and even some grandparents raising their young kids, raising their grand, you know, their grandsons and granddaughters that don't really know how this works, that, yes, I'm in favor of helping minors stay out of areas they shouldn't be in. Just like we don't allow minors to do certain things when it comes to bars and strip clubs and things along those lines. We have laws and things that protect kids, even when their parents are knuckleheads, from letting them in. This, to me, wouldn't be much different. We, you know, Again, those of you that may say, oh, no, no, John, this is wrong. We should just let it regulate itself. Okay, so you're going to let a 13-year-old into a strip club? We don't allow that. And most of you listening would say, no, I don't think that's the way we should do that either. So, in turn, read this bill for yourself. It's 1409. Go look at it, see what it says, and again, as with any one of these bills, that's why I'm not a huge law guy, because I think we have enough already, but we do have areas, i.e. the internet, 
whereby we probably need to take a look at some things from time to time and is it being done correctly? And or should we change some things in those areas to make sure that kids, in fact, are safe? But as I've said, we have to do this carefully, and I'm all for doing it carefully, and I'm all for bringing awareness to these sorts of things, but I want to do it in a sensible way, not just a way where we're saying, hey, this is what's going to happen next, because no, that may not actually be the way it happens next. High Five Plumbing is next, folks. Any plumbing needs that you have, give High Five a call today. You can keep this number handy. Have it in your phone at all times. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. It's High Five Plumbing. High Five Plumbing has made convenience for their customers a top priority. High Five maintains a well-stocked inventory readily available for their technicians at all times. So the technician who comes out to help you remains at your home to complete the project the same day. On the rare occasion they need a part, another team member will bring the part to them, leaving no more I'll be back in three hours visits. On top of that, their window for service is only two hours, respecting your valuable time and notifying you when they are on the way. High Five Plumbing also offers weekend appointments and evening appointments to meet your busy schedule. High Five makes every effort to make your plumbing experience convenient and hassle-free. You can call or email to schedule your plumbing services with High Five. You want a company who makes your time their priority. So call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or just go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. All right, get your estate in order. The last thing you want to do is leave this earth and have things in disarray and leave your family members with that baggage, by the way. So take care of that on the front side. Call Michael today. Find him at klzradio.com. If you don't use Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, the government will be happy to decide everything for you. It is up to you to dictate exactly what happens to your assets when you pass Otherwise, a court will be happy to take care of it for you. They offer an easy 144-month estimated turnaround to sort out your assets. And in some cases, they can even draw your case out longer. Why would you want to put your family through the trauma of this kind of scenario and allow state probate courts and investigators to invade every aspect of their privacy? Doing things the right way now with Michael Bailey means that your dying wishes will be honored exactly as you intend. Completing a will with Michael Bailey means that your full estate will go to your family instead of a third or more going to pay legal fees to battle it out later. Let Michael Bailey give your family peace after your death by getting your affairs in order now. Get started by going to klzradio.com estate. A working business will be worth much more than the sum of its assets. You may think your equipment is worth some money, but you're probably wrong. Investors don't want to buy used equipment. They want to buy a working business. Selling a business that is operating smoothly will garner a much higher price than trying to auction off assets individually. A successful, profitable business should be able to keep operating long after you retire. John Rush can get you there in two years. He's done it with other clients. Get started now. Email john at rushtoreason.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. 
All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. As I said earlier, uh, Nathan Burning joining us now, Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board of Let Them Live. Nathan, welcome. How are you? Hey, John. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. First off, I I explained to folks a little earlier about Let Them Live, but rather than me do that, I'll let you introduce Let Them Live instead. How's that sound? Sure. Yeah, so my wife and I wanted to create a pro-life charity, but we weren't sure exactly what we should do. We kind of stumbled upon the statistic 73% of women choose abortion due to financial circumstances. So uh, usually that's rent, utilities, gas, car payments, you know, other bills like that. So what we do is we just step in and pay those bills so that they can choose life. And we have a 90% success rate of canceling abortions by offering that support. Wow. Wow, that's huge. By the way, thank you for that. That is awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. Now, lately, though, there was a story that I heard, and I didn't get all of the details. In fact, didn't want to. I wanted you to share with them, you know, share with us on air some things that happened as of late, which are, at least to me, a little bit disturbing. Give us your story of what happened here lately. Yeah, well, you know, it kind of started out just like it would with any mom that we provide financial support to, where we had a submission from a 14-year-old girl. We'll just call her Stephanie. Okay. And uh, basically she was explaining to us that her parents were forcing her to get an abortion and that they were going to take her out of state to Denver to get the abortion against her will. So, of course, we're thinking, well, how do we help this girl? She's 14. She's in her parents' authority. So, you know, what can we do? So we started looking into it, and forced abortion is is completely illegal, um, even in Colorado. Uh, so, and, we're, and we, we are really, for everybody listening, really quick. We're kind of a sanctuary state for abortions, and they're on the rise in Colorado because of what some of our uh, sister states, I guess you could say, surrounding states have done. So, to your point, Nathan, we're pretty lax on that, but still here, that's not kosher. That's right. That's right. And so, when we we called every abortion clinic in Colorado and talked to them, almost all of them wanted to work with us to prevent this abortion, and there was only. Uh, one exception at that time, which was the Comprehensive Women's Health Center. Okay, uh, That was the one that we thought she was going to go to because they just acted a little bit strange about about it when we brought it to their attention. So rather than sitting on the sidelines, I decided to fly to Colorado and handle it in person. And, you, and you're in Texas now, correct? Actually, I'm in Indiana right Indiana. now. Indiana, okay. Indiana, uh, okay. But, uh, Couldn't tell by so, the area code. Sorry, my bad. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, so... Yeah, Stephanie was actually traveling from Texas, though, to okay. get the abortion. Okay, so okay, that, okay that's okay. Thank time. you. That's where, the, that's where the Texas... I knew there was a Texas tie. I just couldn't remember how, Nathan. Yeah, exactly. Well, in Texas, you know, obviously you can't have an abortion now. So uh, that, that's why Stephanie's family was going to take her to okay. Colorado. And Got it. We just needed to be there and talk to the abortion clinic and make sure that they knew what was going on. In doing that, we prevented her from being able to go to the abortion on Friday, and her parents were extremely upset with us okay. um, because we prevented this abortion from happening. So, uh, And then on Saturday, they went in to get it, and all the abortion clinics were closed on Saturday. So they scheduled it for Monday at a different clinic. We didn't know which one they were going to go to. Come to find out, there's a clinic at the, or there's a abortion facility at the, the Rose uh, medical Rose center clinic at the hospital. Yeah. At the okay. medical center. So I walked in a couple of minutes before her abortion was scheduled and she was, she came into that facility 
And that facility was not happy that I was there either. Um, basically, didn't didn't want me to be there at all. Kicked me out and told me that we couldn't even talk to this girl, even though she was requesting legal support and all kinds of stuff. And they okay. just wouldn't let us talk to her at all. So what happened after that? Uh, well, you know, I the the building. I was able to get her to leave the building. Okay. And so she she did end up leaving. Um, and I'm assuming and, once she's and, out of the building, there's nothing those folks can say at that point. She leaves on her own free will. That's that's a done deal at that point, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So because I was present and I was there, she she left. Okay. And uh, she did not go back to be with her parents. Her boyfriend was there too with his brother. They're both 14 years old, so of course okay. there's all kinds of issues that sure. present themselves when it comes to that sure. that we're still dealing with. But you know, the good news is she did not have the abortion. Um, she's 13 weeks along, and uh, she she wanted to choose life, and we helped her do that. And it okay. took a lot of work. Uh, and then there's been other issues that have come up since then um, that I don't really quite fully understand. Well, so and that was one of the other things I wanted that. you to discuss. Was there some things in this story where there were some individuals, because we don't know exactly who these individuals are. I mean, unless, unless I'm wrong and you do know who they are, but we don't know, at least the way I heard it told, you don't really know who some of these individuals are. But it sounds like there's some, quote-unquote, outside interference from maybe some other agencies, and that's, to me, where a lot of this story lies and what's the most bothersome. Yeah, so after I left that abortion clinic and confirmed that she was leaving it as well, Okay. I I drove over to the hotel just to make sure I was there in case she went to the hotel. And I noticed, basically, I drove into a gas station. I walked in to get some some food and some drinks and uh, walked into the gas station and got surrounded by um, people that were, they looked like feds, basically, federal agents. And I was, I was a little bit confused about what was happening. Started talking to my friend uh, that's a police officer there in the Denver area, and she was like, that's not, those aren't feds. And I didn't know who these people were, but they followed me around for four or five hours in basically like brand new Duramax diesel trucks, Hmm. and they were trying to intimidate and threaten me. They were following me into different restaurants and places and just surrounding me, and I knew it was an intimidation technique. Did they say anything, or was it just the presence alone? They didn't say anything. Okay. You know, they just it, it was just the presence alone, and so I, it, it actually did really kind of like it worked. It intimidated me, you know, having all those people uh, surrounding me. It was very intimidating. I can say that for sure. Okay. Um, and then they were following me around all over the place. I took my friend back to the Denver airport, and their trucks were just surrounding me the whole time. So, uh, and, and, my you, do you, and I'm assuming was, you you feel this is sort of an intimidation because of the work that you're doing would be my guess, right? I mean, you don't have any other criminal issues going on or any other need for any government agency to be following you or tracking you other than just what you're doing in this area, right? That's right. So my initial gut reaction was, okay, this could be the the, the FBI or some agency like that. So I talked to um, a federal agent and asked him if this seemed like it it was the feds and said, no, that's not definitely not and then uh the police told me to just get to the police station because they were afraid that it was another organization uh like an unsanctioned organization mm. um possibly 
the parents had hired people to intimidate me. Okay. You know, that, that was the, that was the, uh, feeling that, that I was getting after talking to the police. So they put me into, um, police protection that night okay. and then helped me to swap out my rental car. And at that point I didn't have anybody following me around anymore. I was okay. able to kind of get away from that. Okay. So, so bottom line here, there, how do I want to say this, Nathan? There are forces out there that are really doing their best to thwart what you guys are doing as an organization in saving babies' lives, essentially. And again, I'm not going to get into all the details of, you know, what do you do with two 14-year-olds? That's what you guys do as as a ministry, if you would. It's up to you guys to figure that out, whether they're going to keep the baby through term and then keep it, whether they're going to give it up for adoption. There's all sorts of things that I know that have to be worked through. Bottom line, you're there to save a baby's life no matter what happens at the end when it comes to those things, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. And that's actually more of a CPS or DHS um, conversation. So those authorities are aware of the situation, and really it's in their hands at this point because we don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not a trained expert on what to do with a 14-year-old that, you right. know, wants to keep their baby. Right. You know? Yeah. And by the way, a lot of, lot of folks are not, and there's a lot of pregnancy centers and folks around that, you know, really do specialize in those things, by the way. And there's great ministries out there that provide for these girls, no matter what decision they make. Bottom line, you're saving, I believe, this is how I view it, and I don't think I'm wrong, you're saving a life. That baby that's in the womb is a life. You're saving that baby. This mother has made a decision to keep it. And frankly, I just, I'm astounded at parents that feel that the best option is to just kill the baby and move on. I don't think they really understand the potential scars that they're now, uh, you know, ensuing, you, I guess you could say, Nathan, on that child. It's 14-year-old child. I, I look at it as a child. Um, you know, they're, they're ensuing things upon her that I don't think they really fully understand and may not even understand for years to come, may never understand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, it's a common thing that we see, and actually I have some, some hope uh, that I can add to this. Uh, many times after a baby is born, the grandparents, the uh, aunts and uncles were advocating for abortion. They come around and they say, wow, mm. I can't believe I ever thought about that. I've, I've had a number of grandparents give mm. me hugs, and, and they're just they're sobbing because they can't believe that they actually wanted their grandchild to be killed. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're seeing their grandchild, and they see us, and they know that we saved their grandchild's life, and that we were fighting against them, directly against them for that life, hmm. because they were advocating against that life. And and that's yeah. kind of the situation we're dealing with here, except the difference being that we're dealing with something that's a little bit bigger than what I'm used to. Right. There's probably right. some kind of a, a, a you know, they're, they're part of a powerful uh, group. Let's put it that way. I'm not sure which one it is. Well, and, but, and that's yeah. the part that's really unnerving, I guess, Nathan, is when you don't know who it is. I, I guess in the end, it's, I, I don't know, I don't know whether I'm saying this the right way or not. I, I mean, I'm glad that you determined it's not some federal agency doing something along those lines on the same token. It doesn't make what happened any better, but I do feel better about the fact it's not our own government doing this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably, uh, they said they had called it the family, I guess is what the police were calling it. It's probably something to do with uh, trafficking, you know, um, some type of an organization that probably does dug, drug and, uh, and sex trafficking is possibly what we're dealing with. But Well, that's the other thing, really too, about this. You don't necessarily yet. know 
all of the inner workings of what's going on with, you know, so-called family and so on. And to your point, those are the things that, you know, individuals like you, organizations like you get into that you don't even know all the details, right? That's right. And it's not my place to actually deal with this at this point, you know. So right. we, we turned everything over to the to the proper organizations that can actually do a real investigation. That's not even right. That's not in our wheelhouse at all. We we just help people. You know, we just right. help them to right. choose life if that's what they right. want, and that's right. it. That's what, our, that's what our job is. Letthemlive.org, is that the right website, Nathan? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yep. And we've helped um, over 700 women choose life now, and wow. I've got a chance to hold, you know, a lot of those babies and, and talk to their moms, and hmm. it's amazing how much um, of an impact you can have just by supporting a mom and, and her, yep. but especially when she's all by herself and she doesn't have any other support. Um it's amazing how much of a difference we can make. It's a life or death thing. So. Well, we uh, we appreciate all of what you're doing. When I heard this story, and then we had the had the opportunity to get you on and talk about this. Yeah, great organization. Let them live. dot org and great website, by the way, folks. You can go there today. You can give once. You can give monthly. You can donate. This is this is not really. I mean, and again, we promote a lot of you know caring pregnancy centers where they're actually with the moms and they're showing them ultrasounds and so on. You guys are taking a little different approach than what the average and I'm not taking anything away from the caring pregnancy center. They are great. They serve a great purpose. You're doing this in a little different fashion than what some of them are, correct? Yeah, the the pregnancy centers uh if there's an abortion determined mom meaning a a, a woman that has an abortion scheduled for next week, let's say the odds of them being able to cancel the abortion is anywhere from 30 to 40 percent. Okay. Um, so a lot of times they, if they'll, if they know it's a financial situation, they will send that woman to us, and our success rate is 90 percent. Okay. Um, they can't necessarily offer rent, utilities, gas, car payments Correct. for six months or Correct. however long they need that that's help. Right. That's right. That's right. That's what we do. That's what makes us. So unique. you're working so really in actually, tandem with them, is what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So the pregnancy centers basically have a button on their desk that they push. Okay. And, and it says, you know, let's say it's a let them live button. So they, they send them to us when, when we're like the last resort, like okay. a Hail Mary attempt. Okay. Awesome. Nathan, again, thank you very much for you know what you're doing and uh, the lives that you're saving. And I'm glad in this particular situation that it wasn't you know, some government organization, at least determined that way. Still not good what happened. And I guess it's a reminder, too, to all of us listening, that these things are real. These things are going on. The the movie that's out right now as well, those are real things that are happening. These are not things that, you know, somebody on the right has drummed up. These are real things that are happening literally right now, Nathan, as we speak. Yeah, there's 2 million uh, children that are slaves that are in the sex trafficking industry. Wow. And they say the reason that children are... It's a good commodity for this industry. Obviously, we're so against this, but they can sell them a thousand times, whereas yes. they can only sell drugs. That's one right. Time. That's so, right. It's it's a, it's an endless supply. Of, well, not endless, but it's a it's a more how should I say this? It's a more plentiful inventory than what they get out of selling drugs. Exactly, and and we're still trying to figure out if uh, if this girl Stephanie is uh, part of that industry or not. Mm. So definitely be praying for her. Okay. And, uh, just praying for us as we're trying to figure that out and, you yeah. know, obviously get the feds involved to figure it out as well and see if they can uh, figure out what's going on because I certainly don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a very complex situation. 
So Okay. Well, you keep doing the work you're doing, Nathan. We'll support you, and thank you very much, and thanks for sharing your story. I appreciate it very, very much. Yep, thank you so much, John. You're very welcome, Nathan, and appreciate it. Folks, again, if you want to give and help out what Nathan's doing and just the story that he told a moment ago, letthemlive.org is the website you go to. Absolute plumbing, electrical, heating, and air, anything you need when it comes to HVAC, and and especially the Quiet Cool System. Give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology, so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool, whole house or attic fan, you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet cool attic or whole house fan installed with absolute electrical plumbing, heating, and air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com slash absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. K&R Home Transitions saw the ladies actually out at the remote we were at this past Saturday and always enjoy uh, seeing them. And if you've got any questions that you need answered when it comes to buying your home, selling your home, or you want to know about the re-up program, give them a call today. Cat and Rob and K&R Home Transitions. Find them at klzradio.com. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. K&R Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Premier Home Remodels, whatever you've got when it comes to remodeling around your home, kitchen, bath, basement, a full addition, they can help you from beginning to end. Find them by calling 720-619-8773. Premier Home Remodels takes a comprehensive approach when remodeling your kitchen, helping you thoroughly plan your project from beginning to end. Premier will help guide you through the process of your remodel in order to bring your vision to life so you can design a kitchen that will create lasting memories for you and your family. They will take photos and measurements of your current kitchen, creating a 3D reconstruction of your design that is exactly what you want. Premier considers every detail of your kitchen for its functionality and to assure your complete satisfaction. They are focused on your dream kitchen with your bottom line in mind providing an overall customer experience at a higher level than other companies. 
A kitchen remodel will bring your family and friends together through entertainment and gathering. Premier is offering a 4th of July special where you will get a free kitchen design for the month of July. A $1,000 value. So go to klzradio.com slash remodel today to get your free 3D kitchen design now. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. We are back. Joe Jersey, what's going on? John, and facial recognition, I had an experience just yesterday uh, on facial recognition applying okay. for a credit card. Okay. Now, first of all, I have, I've had the same two credit cards for 40 years, literally 40 years. I've, I've never applied yeah. for one. Anyway, yeah. my wife suddenly decided, oh, she wanted to get a new refrigerator in Lowe's. She said, if you, you know, your first 20% off your first purchase, blah, right, blah, right. blah. So she was going to apply for the Lowe's credit card, and, they, and when she went through the online thing, they wanted to do all this stuff with your cell phone and your computer, and she's not that computer literate. And she said, I don't know how to do this. They want me to do this app and that app, so can you get – so I go online to do the thing. So the first thing they asked me to do – so I get the app on my phone, and, the, and, and by the way, it's not really – it's Lowe's to a third-party bank. Right. Uh, and they said, all right, take it, first take a picture of your front of your credit card through their app. Um, all right, do that. Then it says flip it over, take a picture of the back, including an unobstructed of the barcode. Right. It's not really a barcode. It's like a, a elongated QR code, like with a lot of squiggly stuff in it. And I take that picture, and it says unable to read barcode. Please try a second time. So I, so they're literally reading the barcode in the back of my driver's license. And then the third step, up on my phone, it says please tap and record a, f- a five-second video of your face turning your face from left to right within the oval on the on your cell phone screen. Okay. So I lit so I the oval comes up on my screen, I tap the record button and I'm rotating I'm leaning my you know twisting right. my head left and right and then I get back facial recognition match. I guess they're matching it to the picture on my driver's side. Okay, light. makes sense. So that was I'd never again it's been 40 years so so they're using facial recognition and matching it to the picture on my driver's license as a way of pre- preventing credit card fraud, which I thought was pretty slick technology. Yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to that because, number one, I don't want somebody using my identity to go open up a credit card. This keeps that from happening. Right. Uh, but I didn't realize it was that advanced where they could use facial recognition ID to match a video of my face to wow. the picture on my driver's license. It's actually pretty cool. When you, I mean, it's scary but cool at the same time. And they yes, and they can also read. Yeah, I, I know when you go, like if you go in a casino, they'll yep. uh, they have these readers now. Where they'll because I've got a grandson just turned twenty two, and they'll put his credit, they'll put his driver's license into a driver's license card reader, and it will pop up on a little display screen who he is to make sure it's not a fraudulent. Right. You know, uh, so, yes, they can read those barcodes in the back. Of your and it goes card. back, you know, that bill I mentioned earlier in the first, you know, in the first part of the, the show today is kind of where this is coming from. And again, Joe, yes, is it a slope we have to traverse carefully because we don't want to infringe on the people's ability to have free speech on the Internet or anything along those lines and so on? On the same token, I also know from what we just had with our last guest that we've got to do something to also protect kids. And I hate to say this, do it better than we're doing now because the Internet is a wild west. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. But, you know, again, would you let your 13-year-old walk into a strip club? Of course you wouldn't. No, no. of course not. But yet the uh, Internet is that strip club. It absolutely is. Uh, but the, the scary thing is that the technology that people were afraid of in that bill I just realized it's out there. It's already being and, used, Joe, in a lot of different ways. You are correct. 
So, so how long before some legislator gets it gets this idea? Well, you know, why don't we do exactly what these people were afraid of, and start, you know, incorporating, you know, because almost every computer now has a camera. You, you can get right. a camera. You know, what if some politician decides, hey, you know, it it wasn't in that last bill, but maybe we should stick it in the next bill. That technology is there. Yeah, and and again, that's where we've got to be. And this is my fear of us, and this is why I wanted to sort of pick on some of these folks that are on our side of the aisle, you know, poo-pooing, if you would, this bill. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't be poo-pooed, but what I'm saying is if we're going to poo-poo it, be accurate in, the, in, in what we're saying. I mean, that, that's my biggest thing, Joe, on our side. If we're going to be outlandish and come up with all sorts of things that aren't in the bill, well, now we look like a bunch of nut jobs. If you're going to be critical of something, then be critical of it in the right manner. Don't just come out and say, oh, yeah, this is the bill that's going to have you uploading your driver's license before you ever use the Internet. That's not what this bill says. No, that's correct, and that's you know, and we and we uh, we hurt our credibility when we come out. With stuff so like that. big that it almost ruins the effort then to do something about this if in fact it becomes nefarious. It's the boy, you know, so that goes back to the uh, the fable, the boy who cried wolf. Right. You, know, you you keep doing this stuff, and and after a while, people just dismiss you as being crackpots. And, and you, it's why you have to be so careful. And again, it could be a bad bill. I only read bits and pieces of it when it came to this part of it. And overall, maybe it is a bad bill. But we've got to say it's bad in the places that it's bad and not couch it as this is the bill that's going to make you upload your driver's license before you can get online. That's not what this says at all. No. And John, have I ever sent you anything without a source no, never, Joe. You're always good about that. Like I am here as well. I don't sound. I don't. I don't do anything without having a source behind it. Yep. And uh, when I go, by the way, when I go on some of these liberal sites, they're always quoting stuff out of context. And you know, the Republicans are. They, they vowed to cut Social Security. They vowed to cut Medicare. You know, it, it's all nonsense, John. Total, total nonsense. Joe, thanks. I appreciate that very much. That adds to what I said earlier, and I do appreciate that. So, American National Insurance is next. And they want to take care of, I should say, Paul, my good friend, wants to take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. There's ways to save money on your current insurance. Talk to Paul today, 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, next hour at 4 o'clock, Kenny Zhu is going to join us. He's been with us before. He's got a book. We've talked about this before, but want to make sure we highlight this again. School of Woke, How Critical Race Theory Infiltrated American Schools and Why We Must Reclaim Them. And again, Kenny is of Asian descent, so if there's anybody that can talk about this in a, in a meaningful manner outside of an old white guy like me, it's Kenny Zhu. We'll have him on here in a minute and talk about that. So don't go anywhere. Hour number two is next. Myself, Charlie, will be right back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.